everyone. Welcome to Fixie's Playground. I am your owner, operator, and co-host of the magical, magical, mythical land of Fixie's Playground, where we like to talk about everything, serious things, bullshit, um, not serious things, uh, beer, talk about beer. Um, it has been shit almost two months since our last <laughs> podcast episode. Simon, it's all my fault. I blame me. It's kind you of got, my fault too. I, I'm kind of in a, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's both our fault. We're both serious, so, serious like podcast fuck ups. Yeah, but we, yeah, we uh, you know, I I've probably messaged Simon like four times, but hey, you, you want to do a podcast this weekend? He was like, yeah, yeah, and then we just something would happen. I'm like, fuck. Like I get home at midnight and I'm like, well, I guess I guess we can't record now. Like I'm so tired that it would just take away from the greatness. So, uh, but we're here finally. Um, I went to Vegas in that time frame. Had fun. Saw the NFL draft. It was amazing. Um, had a German guy like talk to me at 1:30 in the morning and offer me cocaine. That was interesting. Um, other than that, it's it's Did been worth. Did you work. try the cocaine? I did not. I did not try the cocaine. Um, should have given it to me. Should have given it to Simon. Wow, yeah. Simon. Okay, I didn't know you were you were you were a cokehead. It's it's cool though. It's cool. Yeah, I love. I Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. So uh, we're here for now. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get this podcast rolling. Um, just news and notes and everything else. Um, obviously, my internet connection sucks, so if we cut out for a second, sorry. Um, I do have future guests planned, um, so you should be getting a few more episodes than usual this coming month, most likely. Um, tomorrow is Memorial Day, so uh, regardless of how you feel or whatever your political affiliation is, uh, you can at least acknowledge that there have been people who have died for your right to talk shit on this fucking podcast and have fun. It is what it is. Um, other than that, uh, on a more serious note, um, a lot of kids got shot up recently and that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I know, Simon, we're talking about it. Um, I'm not going to go into like stupid ass details, but you probably know about it. You probably heard about it. Um, fuck those cops. They shouldn't be cops. They probably shouldn't be free right now either. If you, if you have my opinion, you know, um, I hope they all blow up. Yeah. Um, if you're hearing that, that is our uh, perennial guest T boot from the nightclub and also Joe blow um, grindhouse. You want to go ahead and, and tell the lovely listeners. Hello. Hello, lovely listeners. Yeah. <laughs> again, yeah. again, <clears throat> Grindhouse Zombie, the HPV of podcasting. Um, that's, that's you don't right. know you have me, but uh, be, but because you've been around in the world, you're going to have to hear me. Yep. So, and sorry. HPV and HP. <laughs> Just when you think he's gone, he, he flares back up. So, exactly. Um, <laughs> but to be a little bit serious, uh, you know, I. I'm someone who does back cops. Um, I give them the benefit of the doubt first, and then I wait for evidence to show me wrong. Um, I believe that that is part of the social contract that we as a society give them a certain amount of leeway because of the difficulty of their job and what they're tasked to do. 
So I naturally do try to give them that chance and assume that they aren't guilty, but they are sometimes. And I feel as someone who does back up cops on a regular basis that when they fuck up, we have to hold them accountable more so than you would hold any normal individual accountable because of the leeway that we give them. Um, and these cops in this place, uh, let's see if I say it right. The Uvalde police department. Am I saying it correct? Everyone? Yes. Um, they failed that social contract and because they failed that social contract, I'm, you know, it's, it's an assumption, but it's, it's basically an educated assumption that if they wouldn't have failed that social contract, a lot more kids would be alive right now. Right. And when you fail that social contract, not only is it abhorrent and terrible, it's a betrayal. You know, betraying um, the Constitution, because yep, and well, you're betraying your fellow man. This is your job. This is what we expect of you. I don't even you know what the fuck it. you're talking about, to be honest with you. Oh, you I don't? Know, no, I okay. know some kids. I know some kids got shot by yeah. a, another kid, and um, um, well, that's about it. <laughs> that is the most undersimplified uh, thing ever. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, let me put it to you this way, Travis. Um, the Uvalde Police Department stood by for. 90 minutes while there was an active shooter in this elementary school. Some of them were allowed to leave, go into the school, get their kids and take their own kids out of the school. But this is they, a false, it's a false flag. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, besides for that, they would not let them in. They had dumbass reasons. They had um, a lot of, I'm not kidding. They had a lot of fucking, um, What's that Freemason shit all over the place? They had oh, guys uh, wearing hats. They had bumper yeah, stickers yeah. all over the place. I know. It, look, it, there could be some devious shit behind it. I'm not going to argue that because I, I believe there's something that goes on. But the fact of the matter is people die. Um, and they could have done something to at least stop it. And they didn't. And most other policing agencies, cops that I've talked to, the people that <laughs> even the federal government's going to be looking into it because they're like, we don't understand why they made this fucking decision why they sit down they wouldn't even let parents go in and try to save their own kids they would pepper spray them and fucking tase them to stop them from going into the school but they would not go into the school themselves it's it's just fucking terrible is what it is all right um anytime a classroom full of kids gets gets killed plus others not great right the government literally went that would be happening at my my kids school yeah i mean for real like i'd be down there you pepper spray me bitch well i guess i'm going down too because yeah it's about to be crazy in there. Yeah. So I can't uh, believe Texas let that happen. God damn. Yeah, Texas. It was, it was you a, failed the constitution. Look, I don't, I don't blame the state. I blame the department, right? Cause there are plenty of other police departments in Texas who are like, what the fuck did y'all do? Why? They don't well, agree but, with it. So, well, but being, being a police officer right now has got to be without a doubt. This is, this is just me saying this. You guys can go ahead and agree, disagree because you know me, I don't give a shit. Um, it's got to be one of the hardest possible jobs right now because you have people that have experience and have tenure and know what they're doing and and know their community and they're quitting because they don't want to be subject to a bunch of bullshit later. So isn't, isn't the narrative though, that, that this kid was like, like barricaded in a room with hostages is maybe he, that's why they didn't he was in there, in there he was well, he was in there for an hour he was in the school he, for an he hour. was in there yeah, for so, an hour the last place he was was in a classroom where he killed every single person in that classroom 
20 something kids. Well, but that's he, my point though. It, and then he off the in stuff. the in the in the end what what Travis said is the lens that we're all talking about, but I think that we have to like get past the narrative piece of it and we have to talk about how fucked up society is, how we don't train our kids to go out into the world and deal with any kind of conflict. Okay. Um, we don't talk to our kids about being alone, about how much being alone sucks, about how much if you are fucking patient and you get out into the world and you make your own way that you will find your people. Like I'm sitting here right now. I'm talking to my people. Okay. You guys, yeah, are I, people, I heard about that right? kid's dad okay. and his whole family and living situation. I read at least well, that. So, fuck that. So what? So goddamn. No, what? we no, all have no, no. We all have problems. No, we all Brent, have not when you're fucking we 14 have... years old, dude, and you, you can't get out of that at 14 years old. Yeah. Well, he, there's only. I'm saying the kid had a fucked up life, and no one gave a shit. He. I'm, he I'm not saying a, that yeah. means he gets to go blow up a school or whatever, but I'm just saying like that factors in. Well, yeah, we're not he, there to be that that thing you're saying he needs the, the, the parent. Hey, hey, son, you you know out there and. Just try to whatever. He didn't have that. He didn't even have okay. that. You know? oh, okay. Well, without going mental here, because I really want fucking mental on you. I, was, I, I love you, so I'm not going to. Uh, Fuck, you know what? Can you go mental on me? I'm, what I'm saying is true. Well, what you're it's saying true. is absolutely true. What I'm saying is it isn't any different than what everybody else goes through. It isn't any different. So I'm like, not, it's, not, it's not an excuse for him, dude. I said that while I was talking. I just said he didn't have the framework. We're saying most people need to feel good about themselves the kid especially well, I, didn't, I didn't have didn't it either. have that i didn't have it either i didn't have the framework well look but right you're, you're better my, off because you didn't go blow up a school well okay that's God, true God bless but, you. Like, <laughs> but uh, uh, oh, yeah, I, I can see that we're going off it i'm sorry but we gotta yeah, well, finish this shit up look so no, no, it's, it's fine let me step in for a second and say his parents definitely failed him um i'm waiting for more information to come out but it's looking like it wasn't only that his parents failed him in raising him and taking care of him. They also failed when all the warning signs of what he was and what he was about to do was there from his parents to people around him, to his schoolmates. They were all saying the same thing that he was fucking nuts, that he was angry at the world, that he didn't value life. Like he had all the prerequisites of someone who was probably going to go and try to kill a bunch of people. But nobody reported it. Nobody tried to talk to him. Nothing. Well, they all that, knew it, and they is, failed to do anything. And you were right. And and that, that is a part of our current society where we want to help everybody and give everybody a, a hand, and everything yeah. will be okay. And you know what? There's a reality to life. The reality to life is there's some assholes in the world that should just be weeded out and cast aside so the rest of us can get the fuck out with our goddamn lives. I agree. And, and I, um... nobody... Nobody wants to talk about it. Go, Simon. Go. I okay. So real quick, um, I I tend to like try not to like discuss like political things on Facebook anymore because like I I hate being invited with people who I love. But at the end of the day, for basketball weeks, I was just saying, why can't it just be a mixture of everything? Why can't it be a mixture of security? Why can't it be a mixture of mental health? I can't it be because I always hear, oh, it's guns, oh, it's mental health, no, it's security. I think it's all both. For example. Um, that guy on um, that kid a couple weeks ago in Buffalo, New York, a place where it's only an hour away from my house, on Thomas Market. Nobody really talks about what happened beforehand. Two weeks prior, he threatened to shoot up a school. 
They sent him to go to a mental evaluation clinic. Then he goes and bullshits them, say, oh, I lied about that kind of shit. And he let him go. Which made no sense to me at all. Because even if he did lie about it, he's that's still a fucked up thing to lie about. You can't tell me with a straight face, oh, this guy doesn't need further mental evaluation. That's all I'm going to really say. And the last point is, uh, to me, uh, the, the shooter in Alveda, Texas, was able to walk into the fucking school. The door was unlocked. Was, How the fuck was, does it, that happen? It, it was propped open. It was propped open. Propped open, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but... But I mean, if you if you get down to it, if you get down to it, an elementary school should be the safest place on the earth. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It should. And and I'm not saying I'm not saying howitzers and tanks and cops and whatever else. It should just be. It should be one of those places where nobody ever has to worry about this kind of thing happening. And I don't know. It gets in somebody's head that they that they wake up one day and go, you know what? Today, I'm gonna go kill a bunch of elementary students. I I don't know what has to happen in your head. But what I do know is about you is that you should be taken out behind the police station and you should just be fucking shot. And then somebody should drag your body away. And then the rest of us can get on with our goddamn lives. If, if you're talking about shit like that, I'm sorry. You have no place in society. There's no level of help that's going to help you. There's, I mean, that is the most fucked up thing I can possibly imagine yeah. going yeah. in and killing children. It's the most, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's the most heinous and most egregious fucked up thing that i could possibly imagine i think pay the, te- pay the teachers more <laughs> and then fucking give them guns oh but we shouldn't have to and, no, and, and, and for the record but, but... for the record i dude you guys know me i'm a fucking two-way guy all day long but you know what i'm starting to, i'm starting to rethink my position because you know what it we we might have gotten to a point in our society where it might be and i'm just saying might be a little bit too easy to get a gun. It might be a little too easy. Look, I'm, you know, yeah, I've been, I, I've been, I've been, I've been at the gun store. I've been at the gun store picking up a gun that I ordered and I bought. And the guy next to me, I can tell, I can just tell he probably shouldn't have a gun. Okay. I'll, um, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I have to say this before I forget. Um, <clears throat> I understand my, you might be controversial and I get like, if you disagree me, that's fine. But, I really do think the Second Amendment should be ratified, or at least put another amendment to modify it. Because here's what I think. Oh, sorry, okay. I uh, oh, I got oh. booted for a second. Simon, please start over. <laughs> okay, cool. I heard this is what I can think, and then <laughs> yeah, I, I I honestly I think the Second Amendment is way out. I think. And I'm not, I'm not going to like go like for like whole picture, but at least Second Amendment to me is really outdated because you got to think 250 years ago when they wrote this damn awesome constitution, people were aligned more with the states than the actual country. Yeah. That's just how it was. And that's why they said, okay, well, every state, you know, you just have your own gun laws, boom, boom, bam, 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 done. They had muskets and bayonets 250 years ago. <laughs> okay, so real quick, because oh. of a common misconception, they had repeating firing guns before the Second Amendment was even listed on the Bill of Rights. Which They had guns <laughs> that could fire multiple shots 
Well, so to say that the to say that the founding bro. fathers couldn't conceive of high no, capacity over, guns or anything like that. No, no, no. But get over that though, though, for a second, because there's a I'm reality. Just saying, no, there's no, a history too, no, though. And, like no, and I agree with you. And I, I, I trust me. I know the history that you're talking about too. I yeah. think what Simon what Simon is talking about is evolution, right? Okay. And I the, the one thing the Second Amendment didn't really talk about is the evolution of things, the evolution of our society, the evolution of our firearms, you know, just and what was going to happen. And I'm never going to say that you should you should take something away from somebody. What I'm saying is that there should be a point where you say, you know what, maybe because our society has evolved and it's evolved quite a bit, maybe we need to put things in place that prevent people from getting these things and especially people that should not have them. Cause like the, well, the guy that yeah. shot up that school should not have had a gun. He, no, so I mean, everything I, I about him says that he should not have had a gun. Everything I, about him. I'm, I'm not against background checks and mental health checks, but mental health checks need to be very specific about what they're looking for and what disqualifies <laughs> Right. Because having one bad day and saying something shouldn't mean that you can't no longer have a gun. So, like, I agree yeah. that we can we can modify a little bit. Right. To a point to common sense. That's that's great. Right. <clears throat> but I also think that America is in no state to really regulate guns at all. They really are. Hmm. You, we can say what we want all day. It, it would be just like <clears throat> prohibition. It would just be just like the war on drugs. You're not stopping it. And all you're going to do is highly criminalize the process of buying a gun. And then what's going to happen is, is those markets are going to go into an influx. And what you do is you're going to take those weapons away from good people, not let them use them. And then you're going to give the bad people a lucrative means to start selling them on the streets more. Well, no, you're right. You're right. And, you <laughs> so, know, and the reality, but the reality of gun laws is that, and, and I think most people don't know this. It's fewer than two percent of gun crimes are committed by people that have legal firearms. Yeah, that's what people that's what people don't understand. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's, then, how do you keep how do you keep guns? How do you keep that ninety eight percent out of the hands of people that are out there to do bad? Well, I I don't even think you can. I but I, I do think. Well, that's it. But that's why the, we have the glaring. Laws. The glaring. That's why they're a crime. The the glaring hole in our society is the mental health aspect of it. Agree. It's not. Agreed. It's I not it, even. I think it's, it's not I even applied. Just and I think guns. it's economical too. It is economical also. Um, but I, I just believe that like, if you really want to stop these from happening, mental health is where you need to go. Guns aren't good. You're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop them from getting guns. If they really want them, you're not going to do it. it. I'm going to say this as far <laughs> as the ratifying the second amendment. Yeah. Um, the me even maybe like three or four months ago, probably would have been like, no man, but <sighs> The way I feel about it lately is because um, a big argument for not changing it is, um, you know, I should be allowed to have my AK, this, that and the other. And it's because it's not for hunting. It's if, you know, I have to take up arms against a corrupt military. That's the ultimate reason why everyone can bear arms is to usurp their own government if they need to. We're at a point now where good fucking luck, Jack. Good fucking luck. You're going to get your ass droned and your whole fucking stockpile gets blown sky fucking high. Collect all your guns all you want, but 
the, the, I'm the, not the power say, balance is tipped too far I, I, in, in that I, regard. In some aspects, I don't disagree with you, Travis. But in, in other aspects, it's the Amer- Americas has had failed wars of aggression on several Muslim states, you know, whichever ones you want to point to, right? 20 years, 20 years we've been out in the desert trying to, to kill the terrorists. And, and you know what happened? Mine that lithium cause. Yeah, we, we didn't do shit. We couldn't stop them. And what, what did we learn from that? Urban warfare and guerrilla warfare can hold off the American military. Or they could sit and wait until something else. So I, I don't, it's Bruh. not that I don't necessarily agree with your logic. Bruh. I'm saying, I'm saying, first off, I don't even, you can't even convince me that most military personnel would agree with the government doing some heinous shit. They would side with the people first. They even take oaths to the people, not the government. So I, I'm not buying the guerrilla warfare thing because if they wanted to, they could have just carpet bombed everything and it would have been over. Mm, maybe yeah it's possible they were over uh, they were over there you know they were over there for the oil and the lithium they didn't they were, care about that they were over there for shipping, the yeah but they wouldn't want to destroy all of america either there's plenty of resources here they don't want to completely fuck it up either so they're gonna try to keep as much as possible because they're greedy but uh, all they all I, they need to do is do one city and everyone would shut the fuck up mm, i don't know and i don't know if I, can do that. I don't think i don't agree with you there i really don't agree with you there i think i, yeah, I think I if think they that. fucked up one city if the government out, you know, like you could say, oh, it was some terror shit or whatever, 9-11 shit. Yeah, maybe they get away with that because they want to be out and open about it. But if they're, no, if they're no, out I mean, and openly, open about it, yeah, oh, no, openly, no. just blow I, the fuck I up. I think every American city. would fuck them up. I think every American would fuck them up. I really do. With, with, with their drones? With our drones that we have? There ain't, enough, there ain't enough drones to kill off 300 million people. Let me tell you that right now. A few nukes. Fuck them. They're not going to nuke their own, themselves. Well, but that's you what guys they're are, doing. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just um, going down the rabbit hole. We're, we're all going yeah, down but the you rabbit guys, hole. So you guys are missing the bigger picture here, though. The bigger are, picture is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> that, that is. Fuck this whole gun topic. I'm so bored. Let's. Oh. Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's all right. Deviate. I didn't. I didn't even mean to go into. It. I don't. I'm not like. I'm fine with that. We went there, but let's move on to other stuff. Um, it's a de- debate for another well, night. Can I? I, I I'm gonna. I'm going to finish up with this. Go ahead. Finish. We live in a society where it is. We have all collectively made it too easy to be a piece of shit who doesn't follow the fucking rules and goes out and does whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And only when we address that, will we address all the fucking problems that we have. That's just, Um, you know, and that's just the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to, we're going to move on to Dr. Strange. I will say this is something you've heard on Pixie's playground more than once. You've heard it on other podcasts. That I've been on, even with Brent, even with Travis, even with Simon. Look, man, try to love one another. Try to be nice to everybody. Hell yeah. Try to go out of your way to just show some kindness. I know it's hard. Look, I, there's days don't I struggle. An, don't be an there's asshole, day, right? Look, don't, don't be an, be an asshole. asshole. All right, don't be an days, asshole. <laughs> there's days I struggle, but I have gotten really good at seeing moments in my day-to-day life where I can I can insert just a little bit of niceness to somebody. Just a little and, bit, or like two inches, two well, inches of niceness. You know, a little bit more yeah. than that, but you know, <laughs> uh, um, but four inches, four inches. Come inches, on, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but um, if you can do it, take take the initiative. It's it's not easy all the time. You know, you might not be feeling. Well, it is though. No, it is easy though. That's the whole thing. Being um, being being nice, being nice takes way less energy than being angry. It takes way less energy. <sighs> It does. It, 
Fuck, man, I don't know about that one, but but I feel you, but I feel you. I I feel you, uh, but there are people who are introverted. There are people who are so stuck in their own head that they can't even understand that there's a situation where they could be nice, right? Yeah, like, so, but look, it's it's part of the reason Fixie's Playground exists. Is, is building that bridge between people, having these conversations, trying to find common ground, trying to be nice to each other. To, you know, th- this is what we're here to do. Yes, we're having fun. We're cutting up. We're going to talk about some awesome fucking movies. We're going to have a blast, right? Um, but just try to be calm. That's all I can ask. That's all well, any shit, of us ask. So we're recording a podcast from people from three different states of at least two different generations and definitely two different sexualities. Are, are you telling me that we can't all get along? Is that what you're telling me? Because I don't, I don't believe it for a fucking second. I, I can't believe for a second that we can't find a way to fucking get along. Just get through the fucking day and enjoy our lives and say hello to your friends. I, I can't. No, that's the that, that I, is I the best message to take away from all this. Whether it's the gun debate, the shooting, you, Trev, the. Uh, Grindhouse, y'all both touched on it, man. It's just try your best every day try. to be nice. Try, try. Um, all right. Awesome serious talk, you guys. But uh let's let's get into the to the not so serious, but still serious, because we all love movies and care about them and secretly, you know, jerk off to the idea of movies. Um all the time. All the all time. time. Um I don't, I don't secretly do it. <laughs> it's not, it's not he's, out, he's out on his porch taking a piss with his dog, jacking yeah, his shit off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, Simon, let's get into Dr. Strange Multiverse of Madness. Listeners, uh, Grindhouse Zombie and T-Boo here have not seen the movies, but they have given the consent and handed the bottle of lube to us to uh, go <laughs> ahead and, and and break that old hole in. So, um, <laughs> Simon, do you, do you want to start with uh, your rating of the movie first? What, what you want to do? You want to give a little prefix of the movie or... All right, so I'm going to give a very oversimplified of the description of the movie. So basically what happened is, ladies and gentlemen, is basically in the last film, it picks, it picks up right after No Way Home where Peter Parker, you know, brings in, like, breaks, basically fucks the multiverse up, and that's basically how it starts. And, and Doctor Strange is like, hey, oh, shit. There's more than 10,000 bajillion <laughs> universes. That's cool. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and he fights a octopus monster dude. He fights himself with another eye in his forehead. I have no idea what it's for the same way he's an eyes in this movie. He seems like he had a really weird eye fetish in this movie. Mm-hmm. If there ever was one, but, um, yeah, I, was, I I actually personally like all seriousness. I lo- I I I loved it, dude. I did. I have high expectations coming into the movie. Not really. No, was I expecting a an Avengers kind of movie? Absolutely not. I just had to follow this man. I thought coming into the movie, if Scarlet Witch was, if Scarlet Witch was good, gives incredible performance, then I. I and I, that'd be cool. And I love Sam Raimi because of his directorial style. I think he is just a phenomenal talent. And that's that, that's all I wanted was just those two things: Sam Raimi to knock it out of the park with his direction, and um, and 
and Elizabeth Olsen having a kick-ass performance. And I thought both of them delivered, especially um, Elizabeth Olsen, man. I thought she fucking killed it as Carl Rich. I was really invested in the character. Um, I, and I, like, and you felt for her because, like, she wanted to have, like, kids. And, like, you know, she what she's doing was fucking terrible. And she was basically ruining other versions of, of herself through um, other universes. But, like, at the end of the day, you felt kind of sympathetic towards her because she just wants fucking kids, dude. And and uh, I bet that can be really relatable. And I, I personally, I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. Sam Raimi was incredible and in this direction, in my opinion. Um, John Kinsiski's, um cameo was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. I, I enjoyed it. I'll okay. give it a uh, 7.9. Nice. Okay, I was about to ask for that rating. You know how we like to do over here. We like to assign numbers to shit. Um, I agree. So my my overall rating, which I didn't really, you know, fucking have a fixed number, but I initially gave it an 8 out of 10. So we're we're like right there with each other, Simon. Um, 100% agree with, with Sam Raimi's style. And what he did with the movie, um, I told T. Boo, I told Grindhouse and other people, if if you love Sam Raimi movies, if you love Evil Dead, if you love zombies and all this other shit, this movie's going to hit you on so many levels. You're going to love it just for that. You're going to love seeing Bruce. Um, you're going to love the fact that there's a, a Doctor Strange zombie at some point in the movie. Um, and I 100% agree with Olsen's acting. It's... I felt that evil shit because she was evil. She was very, you know, maybe not at the end, but you know, she was portraying an evil character at that point. Um, I, I need to go back and watch like the Wanda series again, because like, I feel like if, if your magic allows you to alter reality, just such a point, like, and you already made kids before. It's like, why can't you just fucking make kids again? Like why, you know, like, yeah, I don't understand. Like you went and got the fucking, the Book of the Damned or whatever the fuck it's called. I forget what they call it uh, in the movie. Do you remember, Simon? I have no idea, buddy. It's this evil fucking book that gives her all the, the dark the, magics, right? Is it the Necronomicon? It's not, but it might as well be, Travis. It's <laughs> not called the Necronomicon, but it might as well fucking be. Because awesome. it's a book of dark magic that she uses to cast her will out into the multiverse, take over other versions of herself, like basically pilot their bodies and shit to try and like um, get the ability for her Banged. to protect her oh. kids actually. But uh, <laughs> so uh, kudos to her acting. I was like, holy shit. She sold it. She sold, it. She sold the act. Look, obviously Dr. Strange fucking Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job. He played who he was. Um, I loved how they introduced the multiverse in this movie. Um, you know, it it was a great comic book movie, is is what I can say. When I watched it, I got the feel that I was reading the comic book as I'm watching this movie, right? Because there are things that logically happen. There are things that happen that you have to disp- you know, uh, suspend your disbelief. Um, you know, like Wanda attacks this fucking fortress, and like Doctor Strange is really fucking strong, but like his magic. Yeah so inconsistent in the movies that like one point he's doing these crazy fucking things and then at the next point he can't do shit and you're just sitting there going like okay and same thing with Wanda 
it's like all right you, like this one moment you could turn someone's fucking mouth to not a mouth just like they do in the matrix and at the next point like you're fighting with do, 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 all right do, as, do. at the next point you're fighting with fucking magic balls when you can literally change reality <laughs> around you it doesn't fucking make sense um but it was a great movie the storyline was great the multiverse things were great how they traveled how dr strange saw other sides of himself that were evil as fuck or made mistakes or all these other things um i love the fact that the illuminati was in it right if, if you know the comics at least a little bit, you know the Illuminati's in some of them for sure. Um, and you got to see fucking uh, Captain Picard. I'm going to call him that because that's that's what I grew up with. But uh, Charles Xavier, Professor X, in the fucking yellow fucking souped up technological wheelchair. You got what? Yes, he made the fucking appearance, Travis. What? Yeah. Um, you also saw fucking instead of Captain America, it was like Captain Britain or whatever the fuck her name was. I can't remember. <laughs> Captain Yugoslavia. Oh, yeah. you literally stole the fucking country out of my mouth. God damn. <laughs> um, the the fight scene where he goes to one universe that got completely destroyed because of that Doctor Strange's fuck up, and how he's evil as shit, and him and him and, and that Doctor Strange battle. And they use magical musical notes to fight each other. So God they're like, damn it. So they're like glowing musical notes that go back and forth. And like it was so cool. It was cool. It was so outside of the box that at first I was kind of off put. And I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Cause he just went there. He was like, you know what? We're going to have a fucking musical note fucking magic fight and i was like wow i love it i love it because of what it was because it was so different um it was just it was awesome uh is just different in general man <laughs> yes uh, and look there's some people who poo poo the movie i think they just don't like sam raimi style or or they weren't it ready for it it wasn't their marvel it was sam raimi's version of marvel which I, I loved it personally i loved all the kickbacks to evil dead uh all the bruce bruce campbell appearance like what the, i wanted to ask what was did he appear as Ash? Um, so he didn't. He actually appeared as a hot dog stand worker, but right. but Doctor Strange fucking um put like a magic spell on him that would make him his hand involuntarily hit him in the face for like nice. three weeks. <laughs> and nice. It was so fucking great because I was like, this is exactly something that would happen in Evil Dead. The yeah, fucking yeah. the hand thing, you know. Um, they had other other things too. Ah, fuck, well, I can't I can't remember all of them because I've already watched like I don't know how many movies in between here and there. But um, oh, uh, a fucking so Wanda in in a fucking cave that's getting sunk into the ground in another dimension. Travis, it was almost shot for shot, like the witch in the cellar in Evil Dead. Oh yeah, same frame up and everything. You gotta see it, but yes, it reminded me of that specifically. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "I wonder if anybody else caught this." You know? Yeah. Um, it was great. It was fucking great. Um, it was one of those movies where you would like, let's say, like you had to like bet, like not knowing who the director was, you had to bet all your money who the director was, 
And if you would have bet same Raimi, it would have been the most obvious like directorial style ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it really was him. Huh. Yeah, your, your, <laughs> your odds would have been garbage because you they would have known. Like, hold on, let me. Uh, but great, great movie. Did you, did you give this a rating? I gave, yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, I know, I know, it's not in the nineties. There were some other issues I had with it. Um, I thought it was, I thought like at some points it was fucking stupid, but like at the end of the day, like I didn't expect an Avengers Endgame kind of movie. I just suspected a fun comic book movie where yeah, shit goes well, and, and that's the whole thing. Like my expectations were were not like stupid high because they're they're in what the fourth phase of marvel now so they're completely rebuilding again so like you can't you're not gonna have fucking civil war every five like every every movie you know you're not gonna have the climb you know the um climax, the climax of a 22 fucking movie series every movie after that climax happens like it's just not gonna happen so you have to understand what you're doing um, what you're getting into, and um, he did a great job. Sam Raimi did a great job. I would not at all be mad at him doing another Marvel movie. 100% honest. It'd be great. Do I think he will? Probably not. I think he did what he needed to do. He's going to get out of there. But Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I think he... I, I Like, I'm not, like, again, like, I think, like, the movie was very good. Like I, I can I can tell though that the movie did have some studio in, interference. Yeah. So I'm kind of worried that um just look based looking at the movie. And at, at that in, in this case it was not as bad as interference as it was Spider-Man 3 bad, but he I, I think he would want to take a break, but I would love for him to do another Hell Doctor Strange movie down the line. I would love for him to do another Batman movie if that's ever oh, possible. I, I mean, I'm hoping that this this Marvel credit just gets him money to do whatever the fuck he wants. To be honest, yeah, no, that's whatever true. ideas that's, he has, whatever that's he what he did after he made when, when he made the Spider Man film starring Tobey Maguire. What happened after that was he said, "Okay, Hollywood, now it's my turn." And then he made Drag Me to Hell, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, like like that came out of a mainstream Hollywood studio. Yeah, and it was it was fucking legit, and it was it was just bleeding Sam Raimi style. Yeah, that yeah. that movie's so awesome. So uh, yeah, I think this will give him the car blanche to if he wants, he could do another Marvel film, and he probably would for the money. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's and, why he did it and, in the first and, place. And honestly, look, and and just to say, because like I, what what I've already said about what he's doing and his style, it's not to take away from him at all. But I honestly do think that his style will complement several different aspects of Marvel. Right. There are there are most certainly TV series, movies. It depends where the Marvel Universe wants to go. But Sam Raimi's style will complement that. Like there are stories he can tell in his style that would be perfect for certain characters. Uh, and I hope to see more. But like Tibu said, I would love to just see carte blanche. Like just just hand him the fucking reins. Let him make what he wants to make. I want to watch it. Yeah, I um not to like go. Not pun intended, but like Sam Raimi is a very strange director. So it's appropriate that he had directed a bunch of strange movies. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else I really want to say about the movie. Um oh, oh I'll say I'll say I'll say one. 
All right, cool. So, um, okay, because I, I, I do this all the fucking time. I don't know why I keep doing this, but and the, and the employees' like response is always the exact same thing. So every time I go to a movie now, they have like these like large popcorn like container stingies. Yeah. Like for example, I have like a stacking one over there on my movie shelf, and they had a cap a Doctor Strange one, um, a couple weeks ago when I went, and I didn't notice that until I got my large popcorn. And I asked, hey, can I just dump my thing in the bucket? And like, no, that's another $7. So I, I end up paying 20 bucks for popcorn alone every couple weeks just because I keep fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man. You yep. got to figure out how to <laughs> save that money. Honestly, I think they're a bunch of assholes not letting me just dump a fucking bucket to another bucket or whatever. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, any closing remarks on Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness? Um, Doctor Strange Zombie at first pissed me off, but I'm excited to see it again. And I thought I am Blu-ray because that was just so stupid, but it worked. I don't know how it was just because the same made me think. Um, they, they pulled they pulled it off, man. Especially with it was those stupid. Fucking- those death creatures, though, like that at that part, I was like, "Oh, shit, that's actually pretty cool." You know? Oh, yeah, that was another aspect. Like I said before, like the octopus, like monster thing. I'm not even kidding, Tebow. T- there was actually a fucking octopus thing in the movie, and it looks really fucking cool. Yep. So. I kind of cosmic like the first one. Then. Yeah it yeah. it it reminded me of a beholder. If anybody's D and D savvy, oh, it yeah. looks like a fucking beholder. So um, print print that, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I got a lot of shit to print. Fuck that. Um, but anyway, it, look, it the movie warrants a watch. You know, you don't have to be stupid excited for it, but uh, you should see it at least once. So I got. I remember like, uh, like I like a couple weeks ago. I, I do this. Like I, I watched like all the movie review, movie reviewers on YouTube and stuff about game movie, and they all said the same thing. Sean Chandler. Jeremy Johns, all these fuckers said the same thing. Don't expect no way home. And I kept thinking in my head, I was like, who's expecting that kind of movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, so like, I don't know. But I, but, um, closing remark, closing, closing, closing remark. Um, go see it, people, if you haven't. It's, I recommend it highly. Yes. I, uh, also agree. And I look forward to, the next movies coming out in the Marvel franchise, and like I said, future Sam Raimi projects. It's so. two thumbs up. Who's two that? children, two pineapples on it. Two pineapples. I'll get. Uh, it. I'll get. I'll get on that pineapple action at some point. I yeah. haven't seen it yet, but I'll definitely check it out because it's Sam Raimi and because I enjoyed the first Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think you'll like it if for no other reason than just the evil deadness of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh and, and another um another quick um negative um totally not Amy's fault at all um not the movie's fault at all nothing about the movie actually um so when I went home that night I um because the doctor came me out I'm like you know what I'm gonna give fan four sick another shot oh shit still garbage yep still garbage but um yeah I think the director himself. I forget the fella, but I think he made the that Chronicle movie. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then they gave he, it. He tweeted. He, I, I forgot what his name too was, but um, he tweeted out like, "I wanted you to make a good Fantastic Four movie, but this is not it." Like a week yeah. before release, <laughs> he shit on his own movie because yeah. the studio fucked it up too much. Yep. Yeah. Yep. When the studio starts fucking interfering like crazy, Pearson. And they yeah. keep doing it, and they keep yep. fucking doing it. They 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 did it with fucking Josh Whedon, not, not Josh Whedon, Zack Snyder, opposite Zack Snyder. They did it with um, David Ayers. They did it with fucking Sam Raimi. Yeah, kind of twice because I love the movie, but I'm still counting Doctor Strange just twice because they did them twice. But like, I know, I, I like, I'm obviously maybe I'm naive to the movie business, and I'm not like a Produce or anything, but it just seems like common on. Just let the artist they, be the artist. They, and if they, they do a good fucking job, bring right. in the revenue. What they want to do all the time, Simon, is they want to hit the broadest audience to make the most money. So mm-hmm. they're go- they're going to give you the predictable ending. They're going to give you the plot points you want to see. Uh, it happened with Star Wars. That whole fucking trilogy got fucked up after the second one because they didn't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like I still like Rise of Skywalker to an extent. But it's definitely the weakest one of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, this is going down rabbit hole. But um, because I, I any chance I'm talking about Star Wars, I'm fucking taking that chance. Um, I liked all three sequels for what they are individually. I love them all three. Yeah, me it's too. It's just it's like for example, okay, I love macaroni and cheese. I fucking love tomato soup. <laughs> they don't mesh together. Have you tried? At all. I have actually. At all. Damn. So <laughs> I was seven. I was going through your face. Um <laughs> but like it's just I think to get like and part of it's like Ryan Johnson, like he left, like he didn't want to come back in the third one, so they got JJ Abrams back. And I think Ryan Johnson, he's an also a really good director, and J.J. Abrams is too. But like, they just had both had different visions. Well, originally the guy they had to do the third one was our boy from um, Chronicle. He mm-hmm. was going to be the guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, then after this um, debacle with with Fan Four Stick, they they were like, uh, "Yeah, Disney's like, nah, nah, yeah. I'm not going to do that." So they brought back the tried and true. The the reliable and to me always underwhelming when he makes a film, J.J. Um, Abrams. His films underwhelm me to a great degree, and I think he's a great talent. But he's probably also a victim of uh, the studio, you know, putting their their boot heel on him. Because um, if they would let him go full bore, I think you would get shit like the Cloverfield trilogy, which is just craziness um, mm-hmm. the whole way through. But it's it, that's 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 my opinion, it, dude. It even happened. I found out after watching the film, but it it just recently happened to Robert Eggers because it was such a big budget movie. The Northman is not his complete original vision, um, although he does agree that he likes the way the film turned out. It just wasn't his a like the, especially the ending or something like that, mm-hmm. or how, how things play out, which surprised me because I saw it. And (laughs) we will have an episode discussing that sooner or later. But um, so but like but like last, I don't know why the fuck I'm still going on with this. I just yeah, um, 
I thought the sequels were okay. If I had to do like a ranking system with like the original movies, prequels, sequels, all together, it would probably be the originals, the prequels, and sequels. Like mm-hmm. whole picture. But that's just me. Mine are jumbled like crazy, bro. Uh, to give you an honest list, it would take me a minute to think of it, but mine are like you, you could just dice it and slice it and throw them all together. You know what? I- Fuck it. Uh, Trevor, do you want to like do like a quick ranking of the Star Wars movies since we're at it? Let's, uh, let's fucking do it. I'm cool with it. I don't give a shit. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Fuck. You can go <laughs> let's first. Go. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. So, yeah. um, God, and that's fucking hard. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have to go with um, episode five, right? Okay. Um, the, the story, everything that happens in it, it it was just well made, well said, everything, right? So episode five, for sure. Um, then I'm going... Episode five first, first number one. I'm assuming that's the first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So episode five, number one, um, going episode three, number two. Uh, yeah. So five, then three, then six. Uh, let's see. Five, three, six. Five, three, six. Then I'm going one. Wow. Phantom Menace was good, man. I'm Uh, I'm, going to say I'm going to say it's like shit on too hard because me and you both grew up those that that's kind of like our Star Wars. Yeah. To a certain degree. To a certain degree. I mean, I I had seen the originals um, beforehand, but I was that we were kids when that was coming out. Like, mm-hmm. so that shit was fresh and uh, it was exciting. Four yeah. down, time to go. Sorry, sorry. Uh, then after after one would probably be four, so a new hope. Then two. Let's see. I can't believe then, a new hope is so low. That's crazy. It's it's good, I know, but I mean preferences. Um then eight, then nine, then seven. And then I'll keep that with those, but I will say that the, like the standalone movies, um, Rogue One is, is probably like top five in my Star Wars. Like it was really fucking good. Uh, whereas Han Solo, I didn't hate it, but it, it'd probably be like right above um maybe above seven. Maybe. So give All you right. an idea. Cool. I um I'll, I'll do mine real quick. Um number one's Revenge of the Sith. I not controversial it's getting a lot more popular I've noticed in the past couple years, but I will go to my grave. I will fight any foe that says that it's not the best Star Wars movie. Um, and you cannot respectfully disagree with me on that. I'm kidding. Um, I, I think it's just because like, I was like eight years old when I came to the theater. So I was like, oh, wow. I want to finally see it. 
And I'll say this about the movie. I know it's not fucking perfect. The, the, the dialogue is still fucking bananas. Um, George Lucas has his mannerisms, but you could <laughs> tell, like, when, like, when he got the three, when he got this three, um, a movie, um, pro, um, project, you could tell Revenge of the Sith is the one he wanted to make the whole fucking time. Like, I'm not saying he didn't want to make Attack of Clones or Phantom Menace, but I'm, what I'm saying is he was really fucking excited to um, make Revenge of the Sith. And I think I, I, I felt that passion. Um, so that's on number three for me. Revenge of the Sith is fucking awesome. Uh, number two would be um, five. Three would be three would be nine. I, I love um, Rise of Skywalker. I know it may be controversial, but I love it. Four is four. Uh-huh. Um, five is six. Six is seven. Fucking confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, give me give me the subtitles here. I'm, I'm every time y'all say a number, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? Okay, so Resident Evil number one, Empire Strikes Back number two, Rise of Skywalker number three, New Hope number four, um, Return of the Jedi number five, Attack of the, no not Attack. yeah, Force Awakens number six. Phantom Analysis number seven, Tiger Clones number eight, and number nine has to be Return of the Jedi. And I, I think with all nine movies, there's a pro and con to each one. It's just with The Last Jedi, man, it's a tale of two movies, man. The first half is fucking unwatchable for me. The, the whole 30 minute subplot of Finn and Poe going to that fucking planet was so fucking useless, so fucking unnecessary, and had so many forced dialogue moments and produced one of the most hated moments by me is when Finn goes after all that bullshit. Was it worth it? Then Poe freeing the fucking animal thing, she says, no, now it's worth it. I, when I, when I heard that, piece of dialogue. I wanted to leave the fucking theater. But the second half of that movie is fucking incredible, man. The Poe and um Poe and um Kylo. Oh my god. Ray and Kylo I thought had great chemistry throughout the whole three movies. I thought their story arc was the most interesting. And just to see them fight hand by hand against Snoke and Snoke's army was just fucking incredible, dude. That's all I have to say about that. But um Sorry if I rambled on. If that was too confusing, but Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, but yeah. Do you have a Do you have a ranking TV or now? I got I got I got a lot of comments. Ooh. I know that. Hold on. Let, let, let Grindhouse saying he's been quiet for a fucking long time and he grew up with this shit. You ain't got no comments over here. Four five six one three two seven eight nine. Whoa! Say the come on, man. Say the titles. <laughs> Four, A New Hope. Five, Empire Strikes Back. Six, Return of the Jedi. Uh, one is whatever it was. The 
know, what the fuck was it? Oh, Phantom uh, Menace. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Uh, and then three jumps off. I think that's uh oh shit. Revenge oh, of the I, Sith. I'm drunk, so just just help me out here. Yeah, it's Revenge, Revenge, of Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, and then two was the Clone Clone Wars, Clone bullshit, and then seven, eight, nine because the last three just sucked my ass. They just were terrible. So, but again, it's because I I grew up with these things, so that's yeah. that's how my that's yeah. how my rates. And actually, the um the Phantom Menace, um, I that movie has grown on me a lot. Um, and I think mostly for me, it was because I was able to take my youngest kid to it, to see his first star Wars movie that, so that was his first star Wars movie. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. so yeah, so that was the, that was the, we, we walked out of the theater and he was like, Oh my God, dad, that movie was awesome. Can we see it again? And it was like, oh, of course, when do you want to see it right now? And we just went whoop, right back in the theater nice. and, we went and saw it again, you know, Fuck yeah, man. because, I love because, that. Well, but, but that's what I did with my dad. My dad took me to see the first star Wars movie in 1977. Okay. I was almost four years old, and he was like, "We should go see this." And it was like, "Here's me, just just doddering moron that I am at three years old." Um, <laughs> What's changed? And, not much. Not much. <laughs> no, no. I'm still still doddering moron. But um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he can wipe himself now. <laughs> um, uh, barely, barely. I, I don't do a good job. I, I need, oh. I, no, I need to get some of boss to it. Is, Boss to his man mint wipes or whatever. He's getting. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's legit, about, son. Uh, well, he keeps talking about. It. I'm, I'm thinking about investing in some because, like, I just, I hate that not so fresh feeling. You know, I yeah. Just, I just, oh, I fucking it. feel you. Yeah. yeah. Get them wipes. I, I, I hate to say this, but because um, I agree, like Phantom, like if you would have talked to me like three years ago, Phantom Man, this would would have been way down the list because I fucking hate that movie for the longest time until two years ago because. God bless him. He had a terrible, like, like not terrible, but like a rough life after the movie because he was picked on by the performance. Jake Lloyd, the kid that played Anakin, was not good. And I thought that brought down the movie a lot, in my opinion. I feel bad saying that because what, if what, you know his story. Well, what the about Lordy, the guy that played Jar Jar Binks? He almost killed himself because you of all know what? Uh, like, He's for the fucking kids, dude. I remember fucking loving George when I was seven years old. So yeah, but um, well, the guy almost killed but we, himself. But we talked. Oh, about, I didn't even know that. We, but we talked about that earlier, and that's the effect of social media on people's lives. People need to not be so stuck to that because it doesn't fucking matter. It yeah. honestly doesn't fucking matter. Jake Lloyd you know? became a schizophrenic from the body. Like he came, he, like a little diagnosed <laughs> schizophrenic. Jesus Christ. Well, he, yeah. I don't think you become a, a schizophrenic. I think you just are a schizophrenic. Well, uh, um, no, oh, yeah. No, you, <laughs> no, you can't. You can become one. Yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Your your surroundings can affect you, but if you've got schizophrenia in your in your future, I don't think it's gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tra- major up. trauma can call, cause schizophrenia. Well, so it can. can. It can. So can, it can drugs. It, it depends. I um. Not, Travis. And not to like go down the rabbit hole, but my um uh, my dad has schizophrenia. And my grandfather has schizophrenia. Yeah, my um, you're crazy, grand- man. Yeah, I know. Like, it's it's a fucking terrible disease. Um, my grandfather got it first by smoking, and you know, normally it doesn't happen. Like, you only normally doesn't do this, but pot got schizophrenia. My father shit ton of acid. Um, but um, my uncle also had it, got it because of emotional abuse. 
from psychotic abuse from my great great grandfather. So I'm not saying that it, it doesn't. I'm not saying it does. I just think. But anyways, um, maybe we can discuss that in the loop. So because that's a well, fucking. But we have to. That, that, we have to. Happen, we have. You know? We have to acknowledge one thing. We have to acknowledge yeah. one thing. And the thing that we have to acknowledge is that you do not need to let the past define you. Exactly. You yep. don't have to. Your future is your fucking future. And you can make of it what you will. And we all have obstacles and we all have things that we have to overcome. But you know what? The past does not need to define yep. you. And I um got it. and um that's and that's part of why I am completely like obstinate and like sober and all that kind of shit. Cause I I uh, honestly like, I, I really can't take a chance because my um um my um my likelihood of getting schizophrenia um if i do any like drugs or things like that triples like triples um my chance of getting schizophrenia so fuck you joe and you fucking pot cookies from the 11th grade <laughs> <laughs> um well no and that's well, and that's you being you though man that's yeah. that's that's you like recognizing something and going you know i'm gonna take these steps and nobody else nobody else in the fucking world can tell you that your steps aren't right your steps are for you right now, you know. Okay. So, if some, thank you for saying that. But if somehow, some way, Joe Paul, I love you. I fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I love okay. you, buddy. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna make this yeah. uh, dramatic. I'm gonna start at the bottom of my list and wrap this up so we can talk about yeah, um, your, your your newly awakened. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, at the bottom of my list, coming in at number nine is Attack of the Clones. Uh, I enjoy the ending of that movie, and that's that's it, just yep. the ending. Uh, Rise of Skywalker comes in at number eight. I really love the horror aesthetics when it comes to the Emperor. I loved all the big bombastic, like everything that JJ tried to give that last movie to give you the feels to tie the story up. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I know what it is, and I can tell, and it's rushed as fuck. Just mm-hmm. fuck rush. Number seven would be Phantom Menace. Grew up with that movie. Awesome score. Kind of boring. Jake Lloyd sucks. Uh, is both a mistake and a blessing at the same time. I don't even know how to rec- reconcile with that. But it's got maybe the best lightsaber fight in the entire fucking franchise in it. So got to give some sh- some love to Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, and uh, the newly resurrected Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> on Disney Plus or whatever. Yeah, do we have to talk on. about that too? Because I really want to talk about that, but I kind of don't. But do we? Uh, this is rough. This is rough. <laughs> yeah. So we don't we don't have to talk about Kenobi right now. Um, we'll have an episode on it once, like the first season is done. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I ain't seen it, so I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. it. Yeah. Um. So n- number seven would be Force Awakens. Because when that movie was going to come out, I was really fucking excited. And I saw it. You get a great new villain with Kylo Ren. The lore gets expanded upon. You know, you get to revisit the universe and you see Han Solo. And you see Han Solo's fucking death, which was crazy. That movie still holds up. I think it's still really good. I've seen it several times. Number five, A New Hope. The OG. It, it starts the universe off. It's a great story. You get introduced to all the characters that you're going to learn to love along the way. It's it's amazing, man. I mean, it's an amazing feat in filmmaking. After that, Conan number four, its sequel, The Empire Strikes Back. It takes, builds it up, makes it darker, builds up Darth Vader, 
you get the whole you know the classic i'm not your father scene so empire strikes back that's just a classic number three for me so we got three left last jedi this movie took a a franchise and just really flipped it on its head uh comment about the poe whatever subplot didn't bother me don't care it's not it's not memorable but it's not enough for me to hate the movie necessarily what i loved in it was everything involving luke skywalker i envisioned a different ending with him going completely ham but he doesn't but when i realized what he was doing with the force projecting himself across time and space and that that took the last you know out of him i was like all right that's fitting it's not fitting enough for number one because to see mark they missed an opportunity dude they missed an opportunity to see mark hamill as luke skywalker completely fucking go ballistic with he's supposed to be the most powerful jedi of all time right so show me i wanted to see him force pull fucking ships into each other explosions everywhere people freaking the fuck out like oh my god that's luke fucking skywalker like but they didn't do that number two revenge of the sith that that movie's fucking dark as fuck it's the darkest entry in the whole franchise and i mean anakin kills kids bro he kills kids just just yep also the second best lightsaber fight in the whole franchise happens in that movie in my opinion at the end i know it's cg kevin 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 where is he taking kevin <laughs> who's kevin oh the, the dragon <laughs> oh he walked away kevin! with his fucking yeah. coming on. Kevin! um All right, yeah so no it's cool number one not everyone's favorite movie, but I've got my reasons. Uh, Return of the Jedi is number one for me. I grew up with the Ewok films, so I watched those. Love the Ewoks. They don't, they don't deter me from from that movie at all. I love the nature versus technology aspect. I love that everything again culminates in the original trilogy, um, and I think it does so in a fucking epic manner i mean yes you get more space fights yes you get an, another lightsaber duel but now the stakes are at their fucking highest mm-hmm. and at the very end man at the very fucking end anakin comes back to the light side saves his fucking son and does away with the emperor uh until jj had to fucking dig his ass up to save the the, the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and give it a fucking proper villain. They mm-hmm. should have just made Kylo Ren the, the, the villain the whole time. Him him kissing what's her fuck and all that. Yeah. That, that's that's fan service for sure, man. That's fan service. I I, I would say I would say this about Kylo Ren. I thought like I said before, man, like the three like sequel movies, like the reason why I love them because mm-hmm. I think individually it's all three of the seven movies. I think in my opinion they're fantastic. Uh, maybe not in return. Um, uh, the last Jedi. I have problems with that, but uh, but um, yes, seven nine still pretty good to me. It's just <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is. Oh, oh, Kylo oh, Ren. Oh, 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 Kylo okay. Ren. Oh, oh, you're back. Got I'm the back. train back on the tracks. Okay. Okay, cool. I, um... <laughs> <laughs> But um, to, I think that um, I still got a girl love, but I thought it been it would have been really fucking cool if Ray dies and Ben lives. Mm-hmm. 
I thought that would have been the best direction because it would have it would have been called the last Skywalker, but nobody would have predicted that. And he's literally the last Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I don't have a problem with the way describing herself as a Skywalker because I get it, and but because um because I took um because I because um yeah I get it, but that didn't really work for me as well. I think as Ray like dying and Kylo coming to a light, it would have been different and it would have been unique. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I that that would have been an awesome ending to this series. If, they, if they'd have wrote if they'd have wrote the other films differently and gave Kylo way more and and not given Ray so much screen time, I could see that working. Mm-hmm. To pull that off the way they were building it up probably would have pissed everybody the fuck off. They'd have been like, okay, you build Ray up, build Ray up, then you kill her. What's the you know? And they did build Kylo to an extent, but Ray was clearly our main character. Yeah. That entire sequel trilogy was fucked from the start because they didn't have a plan. They didn't yeah. have a plan. They didn't. They, they wanted to make three yeah. movies mm-hmm. and make a cohesive story, and they they didn't write it out at all. Yeah, they just but, let each one then, fucking. And then they didn't have consistent directors. So, I mean, what you gonna, yeah. what you gonna fucking do? Um, uh, and, I, and also, Rising Skywalker, Chewie gets his fucking medal, dude. Finally got his medal in the last week. <laughs> um, what what I do like about the about the uh, episode nine is that they delve into force abilities, right? More force abilities. And the Emperor coming back to life, yeah, it's lazy as fuck if you ask me, but... It was awesome, though. uh, It was awesome, and and it showed a side of the dark side powers, right? Because that that is one of them. Um, Before Disney bought out fucking Star Wars and made a bunch of shit not canon, there are fucking... Sith Lords, 5,000 years before fucking Luke was even a glimmer in fucking Anakin's eye, um, that would sustain themselves on the Force and the Force only. They didn't even have a tangible body. Like, they were just a Force presence and shit like that. So, like, um, even Force healing, you know, between Kylo and uh, Kylo... uh, Ben, I'm gonna call him Ben because you know he goes back to the good side. Uh, between Ben and Ray, uh, showing force healing, which is a rare ability, but one that does happen. Um, it was just really cool to see them dig into the different force abilities because it's like, yeah, sure, fucking, you know, you can warp people's minds to your will if they have a weak mind and like lift shit, and that's cool, and lightsaber battles. But there's so many motherfucking force abilities that haven't even been barely, barely broached in the movies. Like, even with Darth Vader, it's he's so fucking powerful. But the thing about him is, is his force abilities. He has like 40 of them. Like he has one of his force abilities is literally just having a malevolent aura that causes people around him to be afraid. Yeah, And then what they barely touched on in, I say, the original trilogy, episodes four, five, and six, is the mental communication between Luke and Vader was quite literally a, a, like, it was a force ability that was passed down to Luke. Because Vader has the very special ability of being able to read people's minds to a high degree, a very high degree. And Luke being able to do that also. So 
while they're fighting with the Sabres, even though they're talking in person, they can read each other's minds. And that's why Luke's like, I can see the good in you, right? Because he is in Anakin's mind. He sees the twisted nature of it, but also the good of it also. So just, it's one of the things I did appreciate about the movie, and I'm hoping maybe they can go back later and touch on it when they make the next ones. Um, But it's just so many avenues, right? There's so many... And I'm happy that there's a Kenobi TV series out, but it, it's time for fucking Darth Revan. It's time for Star Killer. It's time for Plagueis, even. Plagueis, yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm ready for some shit. I'm ready to see a Dark Side series, straight up. Yep. I want to. I um. Fucking, I want to see a fucking Sith series. I want to see a Young Yoda series. Like, come on, fucking Disney, let's go. <laughs> I didn't talk about this, but I do want to say if I had a top ten favorite scenes from a Star Wars film. Uh, in that top 10 and I'm not doing a top 10 of that right now. I can't, I'd have to watch the movies, but uh, I know, I know this would be in there would be from the ending of rogue one that when I saw that in theaters, I literally stood up because I was like, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. You get Darth Vader just doing what, what I wanted Luke to be able to do. They gave it to Darth. They didn't give it to Luke. So yeah. And uh, I don't want to go ahead, Simon. Go ahead. Oh, um, um, because I want to wrap this um on my side of it up, but um, gonna have to say this though. I think what the sequels did the best, in my opinion, is two things. Like the way and um kind of shit was fantastic, in my opinion, almost superb. But I think also the force also because when I was a like a child, I always heard like I was wondered like, wow, well, what did, what is the force? And I always heard Alex Guinness like the force surrounds us, Luke. Cool. Um, but what is it? And like they never really like tell us. So I'm like that, that, and, and apparently my Alex Guinness impersonation sounds like Ringo Star. Um <laughs> but um but like well, the force like, is all around you, Luke. Peace and love. That was all you need. Um but but like but like but like like now like now I imagine like the force basically what it is is a bunch of dead Sith and Jedi ghosts coming becoming one with the force and becoming the force and helping people out. That's and that's kind of like I might imagine what it is. And that what that is what just blew me away. And I think that because like it let like in Rise of Skywalker, where he where Ray hears like the ghosts and like the spirits of like the Jedi's before her, like Yoda and Ahsoka and all these like Jedi. That fucking blew my mind. I almost gave me like goosebumps in a way. Mm-hmm. I would have fucking loved it too if like maybe it would have been like maybe they didn't have enough of the budget, but if they would have like CGI like animated like like ghosty figures of those shadows in the background. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought I'd be more fucking cool, but I really like that aspect of the force in the movie still. Yeah. Oh, you fucking young kids, you have totally you totally missed the point of like seven through nine. You totally yeah. missed the point. You totally missed it. So, right. well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm giving you my opinion, not necessarily my knowledge, but if you wanted to take something away from it, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so Kylo Ren was supposed to be Luke Skywalker, the reset. That's what he was supposed to be, except he was bad. You know, he didn't have that inherent, I want to be good thing. He didn't have that piece of him. Um, so as you go through the movies, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to root for Luke Skywalker in the first in, in four or five and six. It's really easy to root for him because he's like super good. But we've all seen enough movies where it's like if you, if you make your bad character awesome enough, you can root for him too. 
But Kylo Ren was just, he was a whiny little bitch. That's what he was. He was a whiny little bitch. He, like, he, just, like, he, he, like, threw, he threw, threw tantrums. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one scene where he's in that room and he's just, and he's just tearing the room apart and the two short people just go, whoop, and they just turn out, walk away. Like, I, we don't want any part of this. Um, but that's what he was supposed to be, is he was supposed to be the loose Skywalker reset. But it just never, it never really took. And I think by the second movie, they figured that out, that it wasn't going to take. We're like, well, you know, we're just gonna make him evil as all hell. Just, just go for it, you know. So I, I don't. Yeah, as as much as I wanted, much as I wanted to like like him, especially you know, being that he's Han Solo's son, it's like how could how could you not like Han Solo's son? My little Star Wars nerd bell just went off because I kind of, I kind of, I, I agree with what you're saying that it's the reset. But I don't think they made him made him evil as all hell because he's not the one that took the shot at uh, Superman Leia. He didn't. He didn't fire that blast to blow her up. His this time, but he didn't do it. And I, that turning to the good in part nine, it's like it was there all along. But man, he he. But you're right though. He he was that. He wasn't quite Luke. He had that. But wasn't it the? I, I, for, correct me if I'm wrong, Simon Trev. You'll probably notice better. Wasn't the reason he went to the dark side to begin with was because he was being manipulated by the emperor? Yeah, but not also that, but Luke was being manipulated too, because it's not something that we've we've addressed. When Luke has force visions and he potentially sees what Kyler Kylo becomes, he goes to strike him down. And Kylo wakes yeah. up, and that's what what causes Kylo to go to the dark side because his fucking master goes to kill him. And the problem was, is that was some fucking Sith fucking mind trick, which was fucking with Luke's head. And the very reason Kylo went to the dark side was because of Luke's vision and because of Luke's actions. So uh, to be uh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Uh, I was wrapping okay. it up anyway. So <laughs> that not that to idea. be a. I don't want to come across as a poetic. I don't want to come across as a poetic douche, but. <laughs> I have a theory. So I have a theory of why Luke went didn't go to Dark Side, but and again and Ben did. And again was afraid of losing Padme. That's basically the kind of the big the biggest reason why he turned. And Ben was just scared shitless about his uncle killing him in a sleep. That scared the shit out of him. What did Luke basically have to lose? I mean, up to that point, right? His aunt and uncle died. Yep. He has no father, no mother. He doesn't have to be afraid of anything. He already lost Ben. What the hell does he have to be afraid of? Maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit, but I think that's my theory of why Luke didn't turn. But oh, yeah, well, no, I think you're. I think you're probably right, though. I think I think loss is the is the key driver here. At the same time, it's like. Because I mean, in some point, in some way, we've all suffered some sort of loss, right? But like, what's it going to turn you into? And but I think that's that's part of your physiology in the end. Like, I'm either we've talked about this. I'm either an asshole or I'm not. And Lou Skywalker is not an asshole, and Kyle Ren is an asshole. I will I will say this though. I think Luke Luke was Luke bore the burden of the Jedi Order. Of resurrecting it, of creating a good force user, and he had that to lose. 
That's what he would lose. That's what he cared about. He started his schooling. And he had he had other apprentices besides for Kylo. Kylo fucking killed him. So like but but uh, that, but but that but that makes sense too. But my theory though, if you think about it, because like yeah, Luke was um a fearful of and turning to the dark side, but that's kind of reason why like he kind of went to exile because he knew he lost Ben and he thought, you know what, I'm fucking done. I'm already I'm I'm just before I hurt anybody else, before I do any harm, I'm just gonna fucking run away. So I don't know. Well, well but by that point, the, the school was done. His his yeah. apprentices were killed or, or ran off. Kylo turns to the dark side, which that yeah. hurts on so many levels. Because it's I thought that's the Knights of Ren were the other guys, the other students. No, the, the Knights no. of Ren aren't the other students. Oh, um, okay. So, uh, or that. Uh, My bad. You you were saying no, like they had already ran off. Um, Kylo was by himself. Yeah, yeah. Kylo was the dark side, and the reason I mean that hurt on several levels for Luke because one. You know, he felt that he was bound to to recreate the Jedi Order, and that was a failed attempt, obviously, because of what happened with Kylo Ren and his own mistakes. I think even after it, like it all happened, he understood that he fucked up. Uh, he lost all his apprentices, um, and then Kylo Ren's family. You're, you're talking about his nephew. That's his direct fucking descendant. And while Kylo is not like uber supreme strong in the Force like Luke is, he's still a powerful Force user. Um, but like he, you know, imagine having to call your fucking sister and tell him that, like, I'm sorry, I turned your son evil. Yeah. Right. Your sister and your best friend. Like, I like, I like how ooh. Luke's like, like hitting her up on a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, a hologram call, whatever, you know, a for, uh, force, force call. Yeah. A force call. Uh, th- the point is, is like, it's that's fucking traumatic. That yeah. can most certainly make you want to become a hermit and fucking just be like, all right, I'm not doing this Jedi shit anymore. I'm too afraid of what I'm doing uh, to even go forward. You know, in the, in the movies, at least that was made sense to me. Um, again, the, the now non-canon books um, originally like Kylo and Ray were essentially characters. There was characters in the books like those two. Right. And in the books, Luke goes dark side for a while. And even Kylo Ren goes dark side for a uh, goes dark side for a while. Well, Ben goes dark side for a while. And but then Ben ends up saving Luke from the dark side. And it, there's a lot that goes on. And um it's cool to know all that shit, but like I said, Disney made it all non-canon so Fuck they can Disney. their own universe. Fuck um, Disney. Yeah, but I, I like that they use those aspects in the movies because they, they hearken to the old school books. Um Seven through nine, definitely not a perfect trilogy. Definitely has a lot of issues, um, but there were some redeeming qualities of every single movie. If you ask me, you know th- the fact that it's at the bottom of my list doesn't mean that like there aren't some good things or good aspects of it. Yeah, so, you know. I okay. Last, 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 last thing I'll say about this yeah. game franchise. Yeah, let's go. Attack of the Clones. Who the fuck eats a pair with a fork? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who the who the fuck who the fuck lives on a planet where it's a constant fucking hurricane? Who who, who the fuck drinks yeah, blue know, milk? Huh? Who the fuck drinks blue milk? Yeah, so says the two guys from fucking New Orleans. Okay, yeah, who would live there? New I Orleans. Look, we yeah. only have like a hurricane here. Well, but it 
Well, if you we, we're not, I, when, you we, know what? I was trying to be funny, and y'all fucked it up. That we don't live do. in New Orleans. <sighs> I was going to reference a Hamilton song, Louisiana. but probably guys have never seen Hamilton. Uh, Louisiana. All right, Louisiana. let's get Potter <laughs> to Harry Potter. Um, are we gonna we're gonna stick it to the movies? I, I mean, I might talk about the books a little bit, but we'll we'll mostly stick to the the movie versions since that's what you've recently delved into. Um, entire Potter series as a whole, movie wise, it's a fucking ten. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you can have your gripes about the individual movies, but. For the whole, it's it's a fucking and I, and I do and I do. Oh, we're and gonna have some gripe talking. That's that's a hundred percent why we're here. I do appreciate the tangent into the Star Wars universe, though. I appreciate it, guys. That was fucking <laughs> awesome, by the way. Love it, fucking love it. Um, let's start from the beginning. The boy yeah. who lived in the closet. Um, not figuratively speaking. Um, yeah. actual physically oh. speaking. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. um <laughs> sorry, I had to uh, make a joke. Um, <laughs> let's go, Simon. How, how'd you feel about um, the Philosopher's Stone, Harry uh, Potter, and the Philosopher's Stone? Potter, no. Potter. with my same personation. Uh, yeah. the first one was good. I, um, when I, when I um, just watched the first one kind of like a month ago, uh-huh. like. It did, it did me enough to like say you know I'll, I'll keep going, but I'm I'm not crazy in love with the first one, but yeah, I thought it was a really good, a, a good, a good um for uh, step in the right direction. Uh, if you want to make a fucking nine ten movie trilogy um franchise, yeah. uh, I thought and and I expected it because I thought well because when I, what I heard is all that the, the, the um movies are very patient and they realize that they have all the time in the world to kill to introduce and develop these characters. So especially to first one film is going to be kind of slow, but um okay I'm gonna make this quick. Uh uh Harry Potter. Uh but the, I thought it was really good. I thought Snape was I I it basically foreshadowing is um it, it basically foreshadowed um, with that, the, the series, uh, how Snape is going to be complex, um, how Harry Potter is going to develop that the whole series. I thought Professor Quir- um, Quirrell was, um, I did the stutter there, little joke. Uh, yep. I thought he was a good character. I thought, like, um, and again, like, I never read books. I didn't, so I was me when um, he um, was carrying Snape. Um, um, what? Don't tell me his name. Uh, uh, Voldemort. Um, Voldemort's soul. Um, and you said I thought it was fucking cool, but um, yeah. So that was good. Number two, Chamber of Secrets. Um, my personal favorite because it introduced like Tom Riddle's backstory. It expanded like it uh, to me. It it basically like planted the seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, of of who Tom Middle was and how, what he, and like who he was as Voldemort and how that happened. So yeah. I thought I was cool. Three Prisoner of Azkaban. It's my least favorite, but I still like liked it. Um, it's 
it was necessary because like Severus, like Black, like was um was obviously um part of one of his big um um male role models. So um um I, I, it was important to like um build him up. So I thought that that was a good movie. Uh, and I think four was Order of Phoenix. Oh, no, it was four, four, of four was um Harry Potter and. The Goblet try, of fire. the try, the try wizard. Oh yeah, Goblet of Fire. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was really fucking cool because it basically like, like that's what like I said, like patience. Like the the movie was really patient, and like they knew that they had to be patient with bringing in Voldemort and trying like make him like a big deal and doing that over time, and it all accumulated to this movie in the second half. Where I believe, like in the second half of the like the movie, like that was just incredible with everything with um Bobby Patterson's character um dying, that was really fucking sad, um, and and just like Voldemort, like um Voldemort, like battling Harry Potter for like a brief second, and the movie like gave us like foreshadowing, like and so oh, that's what shit's gonna go down. Uh, and then Order of the Phoenix was next and I thought that was really fucking cool that was a good movie um, of course I can't remember I'm so fucking tired but um, okay, so the, the sixth one is um, Order of the Phoenix Potter. no no the fifth one is Order of the Phoenix the sixth one is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince yes that's my favorite one that was a really fucking good movie, Half Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, God, the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, not Sorcerer's Stone. The um, the Deathly Hallows Part One. Yeah. Fucking bananas. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember like at the end, like at the end of the movie. Um, and they um said, "Oh, the wand is with um, um, it's in um Dumbledore's um crypt." And like, there's no way in hell they're gonna show the body. Oh my god, they showed the fucking body, and that's how it ended. I'm like, I cannot imagine waiting a fucking year to see how that fucking movie tri- movie franchise ended. But um, well, it's not even that fucking uh, well, not Deathly Hollows, but like six, just Dumbledore's death. Yeah. Right, the, the snake betrayal and Dumbledore's death, and in in a sense, a very small sense, my, some somewhat Draco redemption. Yep. Right, as much as he is a prick, he he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Right, you, you saw yep. the beginning of something there, um, which is hilarious because it's the ending of the series, but. Uh, there is some redemption there. Um, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, it's okay, dude. Um, I appreciate the insight, but I, um, I, I completely skipped over the half. Not depends on how fucking crazy that ending was, but um, mm-hmm. but like definitely a house part two, man. Like Snape is one. I'm not even kidding you, and I know I, I, I'm still kind of fresh off the movie, but that is probably the best character. In a movie, ever, like that movie, that that character is just so complex for me, mm-hmm. and like so divisive and so riveting, and 
everybody has their own take on Snape. And at the end, he just, yeah, he had his differences with um, Harry's dad, but he always loved his mom and swore to his mom that he would protect the child. And then you look back at the movies and like, oh my God, he really did care about Harry. He just saw his father and them too, which kind of rubbed him up the wrong way. But like when Snape died, when he told Harry um, that you have your father's eye, mother's eyes, like then you like thought, oh wow, he definitely sees his mother and Harry. And I just thought Harry um, Snape was just a ridiculously well done character throughout the whole movie. And a lot of it just because of Alan Rickman. If Alan Rickman was not Snape, I don't know if, if it, it would have worked as well as it did, but Alan Rickman was... He's a, he's a legend, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, agree with all that. Uh, to throw in some stuff. I mean, we're, we're going to go in depth for sure. I want to go in depth more so. Uh, but I liked, I liked hearing like your synopsis and, and what you thought about it. Um, my favorite part about Deathly Hollows, even part two, whatever you want to call it, is uh, there's many a times I watch a movie series and, and you come to the, the, the conclusion and there's things that are unanswered, right? Um, and I feel like with this, it was tied up very well. All my questions got answered. It's not to say that I wouldn't have loved to have more, right? But there were no ling- there were no lingering questions for me. You answered them. You tied it all in a neat little bow. Um, anywhere from the Deathly Hallows to Voldemort to why Harry and Voldemort had this connection uh, to the wizarding world or just the good people standing up for themselves and fighting the evil and uh, becoming heroes, you know, never let Longbottom being a true hero, right? Um, uh, seeing Malfoy and his family, I mean, you could say they're cowards, and there's plenty of bad things you could say, but at the end of it, they had love for one another as a family, and that's all that really mattered to them in the end. Um, it was tied, um, up. it was tied up very well. So, go ahead. So I agree. Um, I will say though, it also produced one of the most hated villains I've ever wanted. Like, there's always this one villain in every movie where you just want to fucking grab your hand through the TV and fucking strangle that person. Bellatrix, Bellatrix, maybe. Not her, but the stuck-up like professor bitch. Oh fuck her! God, yes. yes. Uh, I almost forgot about that pink bitch. That's uh, I guess that's all I can. Uh, what was her name? Because I've had uh, I forgot what her name was, but I, I've heard I've had so many teachers like her. It's just so relatable. And you're her- not talking about Professor McGonagall, huh? No, no. no. Okay, no. who you Who the fuck are you uh, talking uh, about? Umbridge, Professor Umbridge. Umbridge. Oh, uh, okay. Play- Played by uh, what's her name? Let's see. I mean, the actress is great because she really wanted like she did an amazing job. She did the kind of acting that makes you think that people hated her outside of the movies because of how good that she was at her. Like they just, you know, (laughs) um, yeah. Her name is Imelda Staunton, and she was fucking. I even hate her name. 
I don't like her <laughs> name. Her. I didn't even know her name, but like her acting was legit. I've seen her in other stuff too. Uh, let's see. Oh, the border. The border cut it out. Anyway, um, she was definitely the most hated villain in that movie. It's like fuck. I don't, I don't even give a shit about Voldemort compared to her. Like, <laughs> like we'll, we'll take God damn. But this fucking bitch. This fucking bitch. Um, much hated. Um, for sure. What is it? So, one of the things I love about the Harry Potter series is how you start with innocence. And as the movies progress, yes, they get darker. Every movie is darker than the last, right? Yep. Yep. But what I love about it is the feeling of having to grow up from an innocent child to essentially an adult. And each year categorizes that that growth, right? Not only is it darker, but the problems and the challenges and the mentality and the vision of the world around you, uh, Harry and Ron and Hermione, the, the situations they deal with are all quintessential teenage experiences. Um, so it's like it's it's crazy how like it's parallel those teenage experiences and how they're growing and developing as young people is parallel with how the movies are getting darker and they're living in a dark time. And they have every chance to technically be bad or do bad things or not be heroes. And they consistently keep fighting it. And they consistently be like, we know what's right. We know what's good. This is what we need to do. Um, but I love how the tone of the, of the movies, you know, like if I go back and watch Foster Stone, like, yeah, I could, I can enjoy it, but I don't nearly enjoy it as much as I enjoy the second half of Harry Potter movies. Right. I agree with you. Like, Azkaban was, you know, like all the other movies was an important movie. Um, but like I could take or leave the first three. If you gave me a choice between the first three and the last, you know, four, five, six and two parts of seven, I'd be like, yeah, take I'm going to take those in ones, you know, I feel, uh, like, I'm I'm not, a, I feel like I'm going to come in a different when I, whenever I get my turn to, to chime in on this, the whole thing. Well, I'm going to let you finish because oh, okay, I want to yeah. say something about the, the whole series. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be a little bit different. That's cool. I, I'm I'm ready to hear that in a little while. Um, lost my train of thought. Uh, a little, little, but I, I, I mean, I said this is what I needed to say. Um, you were saying you'd rather the latter half. Yeah, when it gets yeah, when it gets more real. When it gets more real. When it gets more dark. When they have to grow up and they get to fight and the the gloves come off. Right, like that. This is no longer games. This is no longer like you're trying to win a, the Triwizard Tournament. And, like this is real shit. People die. You know, th- this is good versus evil. Um, the culmination of all that was just amazing. Right, movie. They did a great job executing in the movies. You know, there's things they left out plot wise that I hated because I definitely read all the books, um, and I understand why they left them out because they weren't necessary. But um, it's those touches that kind of just make things a little bit more uh, personal, I guess. You know, so yep. anyway. I um, okay. I um, because I, I ain't gonna go to bed. I'm fucking tired. But I will say this. You know, um, you know, it's fantastic. When you go from talking hat going Hufflepuff, Slytherin, to Nine movies later, opening fucking dead caskets. Yeah, metal as like, fuck. But 
but yeah, but all in all, fantastic suit. I don't know if it's impressive Star Wars for me or Lord of the Rings, but I think it's impressive Lord of the Rings, definitely. But uh, uh. fantastic. But uh, uh. that's gross that you said that. I know everybody has <laughs> different things, but hey, I love them all, man. I love them all. Um, but yeah, well, I am signing off, fellas. It was a pleasure having you guys. Fixies Playground, I love you. Um, you guys have a great night, dude. Good night, Simon. Later, night, buddy. Later. Take it easy. Travis, I still want to hear your, your thoughts and, and feelings on the Harry Potter, bro. So we're um, we're going to continue this shit, dude. Yeah, what the hell happened to Grindhouse? He disappeared. I, I don't know. He said he had to go to bed. So, um, Oh, fuck him. He said he sent a message. So apparently Zoom has a chat and he sent a message in chat. So I was like, do what you got to do, bro. Oh, well. Peace. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter. The first film came out in 2001, I think. And I was 11 years old. Harry was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you read the books, but you watched the films too as they came out. We literally grew up with those characters at the exact same time. We fucking did. (laughs) We were the perfect age to grow up with those characters. Yeah. And I love, I love the first two a lot because of the world building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think it's like top notch and I'm, I'm more interested in those two movies than some of the later ones. But if I had to give like a, like a sort of ranking, I think at the, at the, at the bottom of it all, would be the, the the two movies that I fell asleep during in the theaters, and this is going to be blasphemy. I'm, I'm I'm sad Simon had to go because he he had a lot of good things to say about him. But uh, Half Blood Prince fell asleep in that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it just I was bored. I was fucking bored. Fell asleep for Deathly Hollows Part One as well. So, um, I, I think I could understand that and. So Half Blood Prince is, I mean, they're all essential to the plot line. Like, there's no mistake. But Half Blood Prince is like a faint, yeah, uh, and, and not like someone's fainting, but um, a faint like in a martial arts faint, like a misdirection, right? A misdirection so you can strike somewhere else. Uh, you think that Harry is, um. Harry is helping Dumbledore find Horcruxes and all this other stuff. And it's definitely about like Dumbledore having a curse and dying and that all that's important. And like, it's, you know, I mean, I had deep feelings about fucking Dumbledore getting killed by Snape, you know, that's how good it was, uh, both the books and the movies. Um, but it's where you first get a glimpse of the deathly hollows. Um, and how seven is like the introduction of the fucking Deathly Hollows is mostly in seven. It's not, you know, six, you see them. You, you see the invisibility cloak way early on, but you have no fucking idea that it's actually a quintessential part, you know. And, and I don't know what happened with rolling with that. Um, I feel like it's something that should have been touched on way earlier in the series than fucking, you know, movie seven part one, <laughs> you know. And, and making it to where, like, literally, Harry is deciding between 
finding Horcruxes or finding Deathly Hallows. It's like it, it's just way late in the game to be adding in that last minute fuck, fuck about, you know? Um, so, like, I could see, I could see how six could just misdirect you because it's a lot of fucking detail. Uh, it, it has a lot to do with the connection between Harry and Voldemort. And Dumbledore trying to get Snape to teach Harry how to close his mind off to Dumbledore, right? Uh, not Dumbledore, to, to Voldemort. And mm-hmm. how it's a two-way street. And whatever information Harry has could go to Voldemort through that that connection they have. Um, and at that point, like, Dumbledore knows that Harry's a horcrux. I mean, he, he knew pretty much almost all along. Um so like I can I can see like it's 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 just a lot of information and it can be not as exciting until the very end, which the very end, you know, because well, even then you have like the Harry teaching the defense against the arts class, right? And the room of requirement and Draco trying to fix this cabinet and shit. Everything everything you're saying, Trev, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've rewatched every film in this franchise except those two. Mm-hmm. I have not rewatched them, those two movies since I fell asleep at mm-hmm. the so the, the, like you're you're describing things I don't I don't even know. Oh, okay. Because I've never even seen it because I was sleeping. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's not. I, I wanted to end end all that by saying I don't think it's those movies' fault that I fell asleep. I think it was me at that time. Maybe and, you should try to give it a chance again. Oh, I, I plan I plan on rewatching the entire series with my kids. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, that's that's what that's what I'm gonna catch back up and realize that I'm wrong about yeah. this. As far as Deathly Hallows Part One. It's a fucking heist movie, bro. It's straight up a heist movie. <laughs> Just saying. It's a heist. They're running from evil people. And and then they're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna break into this fucking bank and get this item we need. Now it's it's magical shit, and there's a fucking dragon and like poor fucking Dobby. Uh yeah, I know about that scene, but I've seen okay. clips. Yeah. That's sad. It, That's a sad man, scene. And Harry loses Harry loses his fucking owl. Like that yeah. shit, that shit hurt me when I read it in the books, bro. Read it in the books, and they're like, Hedgewick gets killed. And I'm like, no, fuck no, <laughs> why? It's always when, sad when the animal does. And then when Dobby gets killed, I'm like, Dobby died a fucking hero, bro. Dobby took a fucking knife for Harry. My God. I want is, to Dobby, is Dobby yeah. finally free, sir? Yeah. Finally? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> God. Um, so. Well, with that, to wrap to wrap up my little list, Mm -hmm. I would say like that the I like Order of the Phoenix a lot because of what Simon said. Um, Sirius Black and the prophecies surrounding Harry, I guess. Dude, you get you and you get the epic Voldemort versus Dumbledore at the end. Oh God, yes. I mean that shit's awesome, dude. Yeah, that that was something in the making for sure. Um, I like Azkaban like after that like a lot because. That's when the series really t- it from the opening scene when I saw this in the theater I was like oh this is different already this is darker already mm-hmm. just the way it was shot and filmed I'm like mm-hmm. oh the atmosphere is now different and you get a werewolf so yeah you get yeah. a werewolf you get um, Harry fighting off the mentors um, the whole time thing was fucking crazy too yes time yes. skipping um, what else happened in three. Yeah, I mean that was pretty much it. The, the you know serious black being out and uh, 
Oh shit, yeah, like that's when you find out fucking Peter Pettigrew is a fucking traitorous bitch. He's um, a rat. Yeah, I mean he's a rat, but traitorous traitorous Tim- bitch is, is also Tim- Timothy Stahl. Mm-hmm. Timothy Stahl is a gem and one of the best oh, yeah. actors that ever lived, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I've seen some of his other stuff. And he's a great character like actor. He's every time I see him, I'm like, I'm about to get a delicious performance from this mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna come in that, after that with uh, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say nope. after that, Deathly Hollows Part Two. It's oh god. I mean, it wraps it all up. It gives characters their moments to shine. Yep. And the battle at the end was fucking epic. It was yeah. epic. Man, yeah. And then Harry's like, you know what? Fuck the Elder Wand. Snap. Fucking throw it over the water and shit. He's like, "Fuck that one." Um, yeah, he ends up he ends up dual wielding, cuz yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wins. Yeah, he, he wins. wins. He fucking wins. He wins with the fucking a uh, defensive spell, rebounding mm-hmm. shit on the Voldemort. It was pretty cool. He still got hit technically, but um, how do you feel about like that whole afterlife train scene with Dumbledore? I thought it was. I thought, nice. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was like yeah. a little, like a nice touch. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you know. And then him waking up, and then like fucking, oh, uh, I forget her 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 actual character's name, but Malfoy's wife being like, "Hey, he's drinking alive," and he's like, "Yeah, bitch," and she's like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna <laughs> tell him. I'm gonna tell him you did, you know, because I just care about my son." So, uh, and it was sad, man. Fucking Hagrid having to carry him. You know, uh, um, I like I liked um, the ending where you see all of them bring their kids to the train station. Yeah, yeah, and, and fucking uh, Draco's there, you yeah. know, and then Harry's like, uh, I mean, I can't even say the full fucking name, but he's like Severus, fucking Albus, fucking all this other shit. Like, you <laughs> his know. kids got every yeah. fucking name yeah. in the book. Yeah, and I'm like, bruh, Harry Potter named one of his kids after fucking Snape. And I don't know, like, I felt fucking touched by that. I was like, wow. You know, <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, it's like, you know, one of the ultimate honors, really. And, yeah. and, to, and to show that Harry, after everything, Harry understood what Snape was. And Harry was like, nah, Snape, you're, you're a fucking beast. You know, <laughs> you deserve honor. So, yeah. My number three and two would be Chamber of Secrets and Sorcerer's Stone. They, again, to me, they they built the world. And several years ago, I probably wouldn't have felt this way about them. But after rewatching them a few times, it brings me back to a really great place. And I, like I keep saying, the world building. These yeah. movies would mean nothing, would be nothing without those first two. Well, yeah, they established also- the school. They establish like how to interact in this new world with, with, Mm -hmm. you know, muggles versus magic users. And you just get that, that, that fever rush. It's like, it's like a fellowship of the ring. You get this whole world to, to explore and figure out with the characters. Cause like the hobbits never left the Shire. Harry never left the closet. So now we're going out into the world with, with with them and we're going to see what the fuck's up. And my favorite, would be a uh, goblet of fire. Goblet nice. of fire is is my favorite one. It's 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 when everything really changes, really changes, yeah. and you well, now know 
it, it definitely gets more serious, even with just the Triwizard Tournament before fucking Voldemort comes back, before Cedric Diggory is killed. Um, you know, it's, it's these three magical schools competing and uh, Harry trying to make a place and not even wanting to be a part of it, but being forced to by magical law, essentially. Um, what, a, I, what a fucking shoehorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I agree, man. I fucking agree. Like, it's so crazy that, you know, Cedric gets killed and fucking Voldemort comes back and you're just like, fuck. Right. And then it ends with, um, you know, fucking Voldemort's sign in the sky, you know, the, the, the fucking skull with the snake coming out of its mouth. Man. Um, and they're like, Wow. Fucking, <laughs> you know it's brutal dude yeah it's fucking brutal as shit to find and and for, for like for three movies so far and the fourth i didn't know i was gonna get voldemort at the end of this so i don't know how that how that plays into the books if you don't actually see him until goblet of fire but as far as like the re-resurrected like voldemort is back i don't know when that happens in the book yeah but to see it to see it on screen and ray finds mwah, phenomenal He's phenomenal. He's creepy as fuck. Oh yeah. Voldemort is the Reaper, man. He looks to oh, definitely, like just definitely. skeletal so, and snake like. I think in the movies they they did like a point of view shot of Voldemort. Though I don't think you necessarily know that it's Voldemort, but like you're seeing through his eyes as like Peter Pettigrew's there and shit. Um mm. in the books, you you know that it's like one of his Horcruxes, it's a baby form of his Horcrux. Like, so it's like a little baby fucking Voldemort and Peter Pettigrew's taking care of it. Right. Um, and in the books, like you see P Peter Pettigrew, like get some of Harry's blood and a bone of like his, of fucking uh, Tom Riddle's ancestors and shit. And mix it into a spell, and that's what allows Peter Pettigrew to have a full adult adult form, right? Um, and but the reason Harry's blood was so essential, which they they did talk about later on, was um, that being that Voldemort shared Harry's blood, uh, his new body had like a piece of Harry's blood in it. Yeah. So the protection magic that was essentially bestowed onto Harry from his mother. It was a magic based solely on love. It was like a. It, it wasn't like a magic that was any book. It was like a, a a nature, you know, like a force of nature kind of magic. Like she loved her son so much that she gave up her life for her, for him in a spell that would protect him. From Voldemort, specifically, and until so he it, had that blood. Until blood. he had Harry's blood, and then after that, that's why Voldemort couldn't touch Harry. And um, Philosopher's Stone was it? So if he touched, yeah. like, if he touched Harry, he would start fucking feeling intense pain and shit. It's because he had his. I know we've been going back and forth on that. Uh, yeah. In 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 America, it was Sorcerer's Stone. Everywhere else, it's Philosopher's Stone. And in the book. Oh my bad. Uh, it might have been Philosopher's Stone. The movie. The movie. I don't no, know. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. It, okay. Well, no, it is. Every, no, it is everywhere else except America. America oh, okay. is the only place that released it as the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, okay. The book is Philosopher's Stone, though, right? Mm. I feel like. I, well, I, th I think it is based on. Yeah. They just, I don't know why they changed. I don't know why they changed it, but they did. 
I yeah. I don't know for some stupid reason probably. Um, Again, we go back to them studios. Yeah. fucking shit up. Yep, yep, studios fucking shit up. Um, so like that was really fucking cool, and I'm just giving insights from the books, you know, um, of how they explained it, um, why why certain things happened in the movie because in the movie it's a lot more rushed, you know. There's a lot going on in that scene and everything else, but in the books, it, it you know descriptively tells you why and what's going on, and uh, even like Voldemort giving Pet- Peter Pettigrew his hand back and shit like that. Um, it was in depth. I, I really the movies did a great job, though. Like I don't want to take away from that shit. They did a really good job of telling the story in book form. So. I mean, they made a they made a franchise that when I watched that that Harry Potter retrospective HBO Max put out the twentieth anniversary, bro. You, yeah, when I, I tell got you I got I, fucking like I got emotional. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's 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 weird to say that too, but at the same time, it's like, but we like you know we grew up with this shit. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I mean, fucking, I'm a huge like even because of that, I'm a huge fan of Daniel Radcliffe. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a fan of a lot of the actors from from fucking the Harry Potter series. Well, him um, and him and uh, what's her Emma name? Watson. Uh, they they they've been really the only two that's that I'm really hit it off. Yeah. They they, well, they they catapulted their careers. There are some already established actors in the Harry Potter. Sure. Universe, you know, uh, uh, but but ones that had careers after the fact. Yes. Emma Watson, yeah, the Daniel kid, Radcliffe. The, the kid actors. Yes, 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 yes. And I mean, like, I, like the perf- the perks of being a wallflower is like one of my favorite coming of age movies. You know, Emma Watson's in that one. Um, and then Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, I watch movies just because his name's on it, and I've been pleasantly surprised several fucking times. Fucking I didn't Swiss, realize Swiss Army Man is awesome. Swiss Army Man, Horns, fucking Horns is good, man. Um, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I owned the bitch. I bought it just to watch it, and I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. And then um, where, there's another one on, that was on Netflix where he played as a doctor in, like, the fucking 1800s or some shit, and he gets, like, a horrible posting. And, uh, Carter. And then, yeah. Um, there's several different movies, and I'm just like, wow, fuck, this is pretty cool. Um. But I mean, this, I mean, it's, it's the entire Harry Potter franchise is just an amalgamation of my fucking childhood, you know, <laughs> like it's something yeah, I grew dude. up with. It's something that was always going to be a part of my life. It's something I'm going to share with my kids for sure. So that's what I plan on doing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's that bot stuff? What's up, boss tuna? Oh, shit. <laughs> We have a late guest <laughs> arrival to Fixie's Playground. It's Boss Tuna. Late yeah. as fuck. That's the, the end Joe of the episode. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. We could still have a fuck about after this. I don't he ain't it. having no fuck about. He's outside. He's. he's, oh, he's I, I thought what? that's what this was. It's, so it's it's going to be in a minute. It's, it's going to be. We, we got sidetracked and ended up having uh, a Star Wars conversation in the middle of the Fixies Playground episode. So this is actually the end of Fixies Playground episode. Oh, um, but you want to, if you want to hear the continuation, head over to the nightclub. <laughs> yes. Please pay $5 to our Patreon. Whoa. 
for <laughs> the continuation of this episode and pictures of my feet. Top tier level for those pictures. Oh shit, bro! Five dollars out of this top tier. You should see the first tier. No, for two pennies a day, you could feed Trevor Blanchard a candy bar in a month's time. (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) um, Simon had already left. Uh, Unfortunately, me and Travis were wrapping up our Harry Potter discussion and talking about the movies and different things like that. Um, Boss Tuna, you are free to add whatever you want about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or Star Wars or Harry Potter or nothing at all. Seen any of the Star Wars or Harry Potter, but I did see the Multiverse yeah. one and man, legit. It's got a zombie in it. And I think everybody knows Boss Tuna is a big zombie nerd. So yeah. sign me up. I really enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad you liked it. I did. I, I really did. I haven't seen it, so they spoiled everything, and I, I know everything now. Yeah, well, Tra- Travis agreed to it, though, so it was consensual. Uh, yeah, I did. Consensual play at the playground. Like, yeah, I was like, hey, 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 Travis, butt stuff? And he was like, <laughs> butt stuff. That's what he uh, jumped in for. The first thing he said is butt stuff? Yeah, butt stuff? Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah, excited yeah. about butt stuff here at the playground. What the hell's going on? Uh, I don't know. They tell me the magical gateway to ecstasy isn't through the butt. So <laughs> I, don't, I have yet to experience, but you know, I'll take your Wait, word for it. What's that, Boss Tuna? I said follow the trail to ecstasy. Yes. The trail. Oh, God. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up Fixie's Playground. Um if you want to hear the fuck about that's probably going to happen soon um you can see it on what the nightclub yeah it's gonna be on the nightclub feed it'll be dunes cantina volume three dunes cantina volume three on the fucking nightclub we're gonna go ahead and plug the joe blow horror show yeah anything you want to say about uh your awesomeness or any upcoming episodes anything like that well we well, our first leg, we're going to be having our feature reviews of, help me out here, uh, T-Boo. Well, it's going to be The Borrower, and it's going to be yep. Skull the Mask. The Borrower, Skull the Mask, that'll be out soon. But the biggest news is we are preparing for our summer series, which is going to be the franchise review of the... I'll let you. I'll let you say it since it was your choice this year. You know what's funny is I held back revealing this during this recording, even though it came up. Um, okay. But yeah, we're gonna be covering the franchise, The Conjuring. Fuck yeah! I'm excited. You know. Yeah. Trev, Trev loves part two. Mm, I love. I've well, never I, seen anyone pass the first. I, I love the series as a whole, just in general. But part two is my my shit dizzle. But um, yeah. I'm glad I'm that's feeling good on the whole. Uh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear that shit. Um obviously l- love the podcast guys, both of y'all, um, for Joe Blow and Nightclub. Uh T Boo as as the representative of Nightclub here. Do y'all have anything coming out future nearby? Any ideas, anything like that you want to pimp out to the to the listeners? Yeah, we got a we got a bunch of Dunes Cantina episodes coming out. I think uh, we're, we're, well we well we put one out. We have one in the bank, and we're about to record the next one. And also, we have our review of 1981's Scanners. Nice. That'll be that'll be coming out soon. I like it. I like it very much. 
Um, y'all stay tuned. Obviously, Fixie's Playground. We're going to have some more episodes coming out. I got one planned maybe next week. That should be a three-hour banger, guys. Three-hour oh, banger. Yeah, it should be one of them, them fucking long-ass ones that are fun as shit. Um, otherwise, stay tuned for the nightclub. Stay tuned for the Joe Blow podcast. Um, even though I've never even talked to them, I'm going to go ahead and uh, shoot the shit with Chuddle the Pod. Go ahead and listen to that shit. They're some cool guys. They got some good shit. Um, and also to kick it back to my old friend Kenneth Kidder. Y'all check out Tortured Earth, man. He is currently touring, as far as I know. He still does the teacher thing, but now that it's the summer, he is taking Tortured Earth on the road. So he is going to cons all over the United States. And by Hell cons, yeah, Mr. Fucking Kidder. That's Damn. what I'm talking about, bro. He is selling merchandise. He is selling books. Last I heard, they they were able to edit the second edition of Torture Earth coming out. So you got new players' handbooks coming out with all new content, with updated issues and all this other shit. Look, bro, it's exciting time. It's an exciting time if you like, you know, tabletop role playing games. He is doing um, that shit. God if bless not, him. You know what he does? He makes fucking D&D minis or Tortured Earth minis. Uh, he sells badass fucking jewelry and shit like that, too, while he's on the road. So check it out. Look, he'll talk your ear off about it. It's fun time. Um, other than that, New Orleans tours. Fucking I just came back from New Orleans. The haunted <laughs> tour in New Orleans. Worth the fucking. Price. Oh, I'm gonna ask you about that. I guess we can we can yeah, save that for the. Play. We're gonna talk about that on the fuck about. Yep. So if you want to hear All about right. uh, some of my, you know, <laughs> experiences in New Orleans, the fuck about where is where it's at. But stuff. Dune, Dune's Cantina is where it's fucking at. Y'all check it out. Obviously, um, I'll drop some links to all the different podcasts and the website to Tortured Earth. Um, and we'll give a shout out when uh, this Dune's Cantina episode goes out. Obviously. So, um, from your hostess with the Moses, Trevor and uh, Tibu, tell them good night, bro. Good night, everybody. Thanks Boss for visiting Tuna. the playground. Thanks for making a short appearance on Fixie's Playground. Go ahead and <laughs> give them a shout out to the listeners. Yeah, no, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I surely enjoyed the minutes. <laughs> yeah, but fuck right, yeah, bro. Uh, and obviously, our boy Simon wishes everybody much love. He was tired. It's cool. He had to leave. Brent had to leave, too. It's all good. Y'all catch us next time on Fixie's Playground.